Hello and welcome to Talking Townswomen. I'm Penny Ryan. I'm the National Chair of Townswomen's Guild, otherwise known as TG. For those of you who don't know about Townswomen's Guild, we're a female membership organisation with groups known as guilds, which meet across the UK. We're very proud of our heritage. We were formed directly from the suffrage movement after all women had the vote in 1929. Happy New Year. This is episode two. We hope you enjoyed our first episode when we talked about all things Christmas. We hope everyone enjoyed their festive break, filled up on delicious treats and took some time to relax too. Today I'm joined by Sarah, Beryl and Helena. Good morning ladies. Good Hello. Morning. Today we'll be discussing the year ahead 2020, brand new decade. So ladies, how are we feeling today? Have any of us got the January blues yet? No. Never. I think I'm still rolling on the, the food that I've had. <laughs> Having filled up, um, looking forward to a salad. <laughs> I see. Beryl, what about you? Did you enjoy the Christmas break? I know you don't celebrate. No, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I did enjoy it. And I actually helped out with a project run by one of my former pupils on Christmas Day. He's a paramedic, he comes across a lot of lonely people and he had organised a special Christmas event for them and I volunteered to help him for the day and it was a wonderful day to actually get to know some really nice people. That's grand. Will you carry on the sort of volunteering with them over the year? No, um, I've got so many other things that I do but we've said we're going to do it again uh, the following Christmas. I'm really proud of him. He's a very caring boy. Now, I call him boy. I actually think he's probably nearer 40 now. But I'm very proud of the fact that he's done this off his own bat. Mm. Whereabouts, whereabouts do you do that? In, um, in Mansfield Woodhouse, which is just outside Mansfield in Nottingham. Have you made any New Year's resolutions? Yes. Uh, those who know me know that I am a great crafter. And if they've seen my spare bedroom, it's a craft room. And I have promised myself I am not allowed to buy any new craft kits until I have used the ones I have. And in the garage, I have three great big lumps of sandstone, which I really do need to set about carving. Oh, wow. So I need to do this before I buy any more sandstone or any more kits. What do you plan to make out of the sandstone? Uh, I do relief carving, so I don't carve figures or anything uh, and one of them is going to be oak leaves I don't know why I want to do oak leaves and acorns uh, I want to do the number of my house to go outside the front door and I haven't decided on the third one yet mm, lovely oh well when you see them when you've, when you've got round to it we'll check back in a year to make sure you've done yeah, it they'll probably still be <laughs> sitting there uncarved <laughs> what about you Sarah 
I don't make uh, New Year's resolutions. There's no point in disappointing myself. <laughs> um, but I am moving house um, this year. Not sure when. Um, but that will be that will be enough for me for the year. Moving house, I believe. Quite a big task to take on board. I've got to find out where I want to go first. I know what I'm looking for. Just got to find it. Mm. What are you looking for? Well... Um, John wants a cane corso. It's a rather large dog. Right. To go with our very small dog. Uh, he's also, for some reason, decided he wants some chickens. Okay. So if he gets chickens, I get a goat. <laughs> but I just haven't told him that goats need to be in pairs, really. Yeah. And pigs. Yeah. To be guinea, in pig, guinea pigs as well. No, 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 no. Micro pigs or Vietnamese pot belly pigs. Oh no, pigs. I just meant guinea pigs have oh, to be okay. as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, no, we, we we just want somewhere with a bit of space, you know. So farm? no, a farm would be far too big. But you know, a couple of pigs. It doesn't know about those yet. Goats keep the grass down. Yeah. He'll have the dog. Chickens, fresh eggs. You know, just just to be a little bit more self-sufficient. I like Armadon. So that would be nice. Have you ever had any pigs or farmyard animals before? Only in sandwiches. (laughs) 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 I know my grandmother, they had a a pig scheme in their road in the Second World War. Mm. Um, And that was quite productive. I don't think the food authorities got told about all the production that they had in their household. My grandfather had um, duck, ducks and chickens and he would sell them on the black market during the Second World War. Oh. <laughs> all the secrets are coming what, out. What about you, Penny? Have you got any resolutions? Um, well, I don't like to make resolutions that start on the 1st of January. I don't think anybody's in the right frame of mind on the 1st of January. I was thinking of starting something on the 1st of February, which of course is TG's New Year. But by that time, I will have used up all the leftovers from Christmas and probably eaten all the chocolates as well. So it seems a much better starting point. And I want to do something to improve my stamina. Being chair of TG is quite a demanding job and I need more energy to keep me going. So I think that might involve losing a bit of weight and uh, possibly doing some more exercise. Though that won't be difficult because I'm starting from a very low base. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that takes your fancy to take up as exercise? It probably won't do much more than walking. That's about all my body wants to do these days. I, I like the idea of swimming, but local baths are so chlorinated you come away feeling worse than when you went. Mm. Well, at least the walking, it's still the fresh air as well, isn't it? And you're getting out and you're seeing things that you don't necessarily see every day. Yeah, it would be fresh air if I lived in a slightly better part of (laughs) London. Um, I think I may may find myself walking around the cemetery rather a lot because I think that's slightly greener than the main roads around here. Mm. What about you, Helena? Um, Mine is to read more books. I tend to currently only read really when I'm on holiday, which, you know, that's lovely. And I try, you know, I get through a couple on holiday, but I don't really make that much time for myself with much else, really. 
when I'm not on holiday. So the idea to read a bit more. I have a good pile stacked up and probably a good library of things on my Kindle already that have been downloaded for a while, have sat there, and probably even books that I had last Christmas that I've not yet read. So make some more time for that. But um, I thought we could put um, a post on the new Facebook page as well and ask for book recommendations might spark a few thoughts with people if uh, anybody else is looking for some ideas so I'll put something up on there later on. That sounds great. I'm a real accumulator of books even when I don't have any remote prospect of reading them for the next decade. Um, I have a system in my house. If the book is lying down on its front then it hasn't been read yet. If it's standing up it has been read. And I am beginning to get better at passing books on as well, rather than building up a total cluster. Mm. But books have a very important role to play in insulating the house. So um, <laughs> they, they really are a green habit. Three deep. <laughs> Sarah and I were talking about books earlier. And it's interesting to find other people's favourite books because... People have such different choices and it can take you into reading that you haven't tried. Some libraries actually do a reading challenge. The library I belong to, they do a reading challenge every year. And a few years ago, one was asking you to read a genre of book you've never read before. And I decided I'd never read a Western. And I think the challenge was sort of about five years ago. I still haven't completed it because I decided Westerns weren't for me. Mm. It's a good way to try something new, though, isn't Definitely. it? Definitely. It is a good way. Um, I, I read very light-hearted, almost like chick flick type books because I find it an easy way to relax, yeah. especially on holiday, I suppose, because that's when I tend to read. Yeah. But my other family members are into real crimes and you know murder mystery sort of things that that quite heavy but may, maybe that should be something else I should give another another genre a go maybe yeah I read every night I have to read otherwise I don't sleep okay and that's I'm, me every yeah. night without if I don't have a book I'm I'm sitting up I'm terrible I'm not a good sleeper anyway as Penny will testify to that when she gets emails at quarter past five in the morning but there we go I love my history books mm -hmm. especially Tudor history I just born in the wrong era. Tudor history, absolutely adore it. Mm. I'm not so sure you'd have liked to have been a woman in the Tudor era. I think your personality is such that you would have had a great deal of difficulty adopting the very limited role and very domestic role that women could have. You'd be constantly churning out babies as well, as far as I can see. Oh, I'd have to say I was a rich widow, and then I could make my own decisions. Once you were um, widowed. Oh, wouldn't that be great if we could actually choose what character we were if we went back to the past, rather than being set, you know, being mm. born and having to work your way up mm. to it? I had this conversation the other day with somebody. We were talking about Jane Austen. And there is a film which is called Be Becoming Jane, I believe. Mm. And it shows Jane Austen in her house where she sits there by herself with just a clock ticking because there were no radios, nothing to do. Mm. And I was saying, I think I'd have preferred to be a kitchen maid because at least I would be with other people. Whereas if you were somebody of a higher rank, you were more isolated and you really couldn't mix with the servants as much. Mm. So I think it's surprising. I think I wouldn't have chosen the role which I had initially 
imagined. Well, I'm going to be grandiose. I'd quite like to have been, if I if I had to be a woman, um, I'd like to have been Bessa Fardwick. She had a lot of fun with several husbands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was one of the most powerful women in the country. Yes, she had to act as a wardress to Mary, Queen of Scots for a while. And yes, she had to pay lip service to Queen Elizabeth I, but she designed this most magnificent house right alongside the one she didn't like. It, it took a certain amount of gumption to do that sort of thing, I think. I also like the fact that she left the original house there yes. to say, I am so rich and powerful that I can afford to leave this mansion and build this second one. That's what I'd like. Yeah. Rich and powerful. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I like that idea. Rich and powerful. So does anybody have any plans for this year for travel, holidays, any planned adventures, anything new that you're going to do? I've got a week in Whitby planned because we've got the AGM in Scarborough and yes. Whitby is one of my favourite places in the world. If people haven't been there, it's not a very large seaside town because it really could only grow into the space in the valley which is available to it and it has a few beautiful old cobble streets it has the association with Bram Stoker who wrote Dracula which is supposed to be there based there and I find it the most magical seaside town and so I took advantage of the fact that we're in Scarborough mm -hmm. to combine it with a week in Whitby where I'm staying in what is called the Railway Cottages, which reminds me of Tony Hancock. <laughs> and um, for those who are <laughs> too young to remember, East that Chim, it was East Chim. Um, and it's a cottage which is an upside-down cottage. The bedrooms are downstairs, the sitting room is upstairs, so you can actually look out over Whitby Abbey. And so I think it's going to be absolutely lovely. I'm really looking forward to that. Is that all you've got planned for next year? No, it isn't all I've got planned. I'm actually doing a holiday which is quite out of character for me. I collect islands. I love islands. I think it's because they're small and contained and I can get the measure of them easily. So I'm going on a holiday to... Orkney and Shetland and it's a train holiday so I shall get the train from Nottingham up to Aberdeen where we get the ferry to Shetland overnight and then have time in Shetland and then get the ferry to Orkney and I want to go there because I'm really interested in the archaeological sites mm. and we'll have time to go around those mm. but again people who know me I am the complete townie uh, I wear impractical shoes <laughs> uh, I carry an umbrella, I wear too much makeup and jewellery, and I'm going to have to have a complete makeover to actually go on this holiday. I do own a pair of walking boots, but that's the only practical thing I have for it. I suppose, do you have sea legs as well for the, the ferry element? Well, actually, after the last trip that I did, I said I would never actually go on anything to do with water again because we caught the tail end of a hurricane which was a, um, a little interesting. Um, but really, the only way you can get to the Orkney and Shetland is 
over the water. Mm. Wow. But Shetland has the most wonderful airport at Sunborough. You fly in and it feels as though you're going to land on the water because you literally the airport is an extension of the beach there. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. But do go and visit the knitting museum and uh, well there are lots of museums that will really interest you. On Shetland, I've not been to Orkney, so I'm not sure what they've got there. They've but, actually um, got a lot, and they also, I love jewellery, They have there are a lot of Orcadian jewellers, mm-hmm. a lot of silversmiths, mm-hmm. and I'll be really interested to, to go and look and see what their work is mm-hmm. like and what Scandinavian influence there is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some lovely things to look at. What about you, Penny? What are you doing this year? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm not sure that I can fit in a holiday of any length. Um, my diary is beginning to uh, populate itself quite nicely over the next year. And I do want to get around the whole of the country visiting as many guilds and uh, federations as I possibly can. At the moment, we've got a consultation going on um, with our federations as to how we might replace the chairman's at home, which used to happen in March each year in Birmingham. I've still got a lot of letters coming in, but it looks as though we will be taking regional events, so I shall get to travel around then. The only problem is that we tend to almost fly in and fly out again, uh, so you don't get much time to see a place. So. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to start treating myself to extra days in an area and see a bit more. It's a good idea. Make some time for it. Just see a little bit more of what's there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Have you got any holiday plans? Well, I've just come back from a break at New Year. So um, we went away for a few days up to Spain. So that was lovely. Um, my other half parents have a place there. So we celebrated New Year out there for the first time. So that was lovely. Um, we go to Dubai in the end of February into March so really looking forward to some sunshine because obviously it's very cold at the moment very wet so it'd be nice to see a bit of sunshine and explore I last went there about 11 years ago and for anyone that doesn't know it as a as a destination it's completely transformed um in well in the last decade it's a completely different place so I am looking forward to seeing you know how different it looks now um compared to when I first visited um but as Sarah mentioned about moving house, we moved house last year. Um, so we have some plans for the house as well. There's a lot of decorating still to do. Some bits and pieces of renovation work um, and things that have started rather a long list. Um, so we'll try and make our way through that list and probably just keep adding to the end of the list and I keep think going. It never ends. It does never end, but it's quite exciting as well. It's the place we want to stay now. I don't want to move again. <laughs> so we'll stay and we'll make it our home now. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to that. It'd be nice to see it transform, definitely. Sarah, are you, are, do you have enough travel in your job to make you want to stay at home for your time off? Well, I am having my DNA tested. So I'm going to spend the time that I have off work studying that because I know what we've been told what we are but are we so and uh the dna kit i've used i've sent it off and anybody that's got any similar strands of dna to me 
I get all their emails addresses, they get my email address and then everybody can sort of have a chat and find out where you are because my family is that crooked and convoluted that um, you can't tell fact from fiction with uh, some of the details. Oh, fascinating. I, I thought I was a Londoner through and through, but it appears that in 1800, James, who came from Scotland as a tailor, married Elizabeth, who came from Wales. So that makes me Celtic. We're supposed to be French, Jewish, Irish. I know that on my grandfather's side, he was descended from the Huguenots. And my great, 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 great grandmother, who I've done research on because I found her will, was a very naughty girl and had two children out of wedlock in, in Ireland in 1815, married a Jewish orange merchant. He then brought her over to England and their third son, Bethel, was the first child that was registered. I found the two previous by accident. Well, it seems like you'll have your hands full this year then, won't you? I can't wait. I think it's an exciting journey. It is really fascinating. I wonder if that's something that some of our listeners could follow up on on our Facebook page. Um, tell us about your family tree and mm. what you found out. And, Definitely. Um, how easy it was to find things out as well. Mm. It's certainly a moving item, really, isn't it? It is, definitely. I think it's something that you just never know what you're going to come across either, do you? My, my, my dad's fascinated by that as well. We've got a big, long scroll of paper that he's drawn it all out on, and, you know, for years and years and years, I can remember him going back and forth, back and forth, you know, finding out all these different things about different family members um it's lovely and it's a nice sort of thing to carry through the family as well isn't it you know the sort of thing that can be passed down so that your children and their children can all find out about and know where they came from as well so i wonder if any of our members have got family stories as well Mm. where my father's family comes from a very small area and we've traced them back to the 1600s in that area, but there was one branch of the family who died out, and they lived in a little village, and they belonged to a religious sect which was known as the Cocolas. And they were known as the Cocolas because they drank cocoa at their meetings. And they were very liberal. They felt that young men and young women should be able to cohabit and get to know each other and see if they were suited before they married. But in actual fact, they really rather discouraged marriage. They didn't really think it was a good idea, and they didn't think having children was a very good idea either. And strangely enough, the sect died out. Yeah. Oh. And I wonder if anybody else has... Practice what they preach, well, then, yeah, I suppose. You know, <laughs> if they have these really interesting tales of yeah. their family. Oh, we'll put a post up and then you can get involved. Do find us at um, Talking Towns Women podcast on Facebook. So, let's sum up what we're doing. We're trying to travel as much as we can. Sarah, you're going to be travelling in history rather than around the country. Yes. Beryl's got to find her sea legs. I can lend you my sea bands if you like. Oh, I'd like those, please. Yes. And... I've got to find a way of increasing my stamina. So all ideas are welcome. But we've got quite a bit planned. Oh, sorry, Helen, I've forgotten about you. You're going to be reading and putting lots of reviews on our website. Let's hope so, yeah. I'll start a list. (laughs) 
you know, we do have regular reviews in the magazine and also on our website. We really like to be changing those reviews monthly at least, um, rather than every three months as we seem to be doing. Now, I know we've got a lot of members out there who read prolifically. So please, all we need is a very short bit. Tell us what the book is, who publishes it, if you can give the ISBN number, which is, it tends to be on the back, that helps librarians find it. And just without giving the plot away, say a few words about why you think other people should read it. It's not like doing a book review at school, which has to be so many words and with proper sentences and things. Where can they send them to, Penny? You send them through to the office, which is contact at the-tg.com or post them to the office and we'll get them onto the website that way. So TG itself, we've got some interesting new developments, haven't we, Beryl? We certainly have. With each magazine that comes out at the same time on the website, we're actually going to have a craft video. And we're showing things which aren't the crafts that people normally do. So one of them is how to use a tin drinks can to do metal embossing to decorate something like a box lid. It can be used on picture frames and so on. And it really doesn't take very much equipment and it doesn't cost a lot. And we're going to have a craft video available at the same time as each new magazine comes out. And we encourage our crafters to have a go at making craft videos and sending those in as well to us so everybody can share in having a go at new projects. Where will they be able to find the video? On the TG website. There'll be a button on the craft pages, won't there? There will indeed, there. yes. That's one thing. So we've had quite a good response to the 2919 challenge, haven't we, Beryl? We have, and it was lovely to read that a lot of guilds found it very useful to help them planning activities and doing things they haven't tried before. And it was so successful, we decided that we would continue this by having a further five challenges this year as well. And so those will be in the magazine and also in the February mailing with ideas of things that can, people can do and we'd like to have evidence again of those, photos to come in for the website and for Facebook to show what people have been getting up to. That would be absolutely great. That sounds a real motivator. I know that uh, several guilds have actually designed their last year's programme around the challenges and I hope that following the challenges will offer inspiration for other guild meetings. And it would be really nice on the forum if people shared ideas of what they are doing for this year's challenges because sometimes it's quite hard to come up with ideas and if they put them on the forum, if they put them on Facebook, then it can act as a prompt for other guilds to know what to do to meet the challenges. It sparks a thought, doesn't it? It yeah. does. The, the other thing that we're doing is perhaps a little bit more personal for individuals. We're going to introduce the Discovery Award. Now, the Discovery Award has been in existence since the 1980s. 
and it's run by an organisation called the Discovery Award. It was set up originally in Scotland um, by a group of friends who'd worked on the Duke of Edinburgh's award who wanted to do something like that for themselves. So they have established this particular award which has three levels just like the Duke of Edinburgh's award, bronze, silver and gold and it's based around the, the same way that the Duke of Edinburgh's award works. The only difference is that you have to be 50 to take part. Now isn't that nice for a change to have a minimum rather than a maximum age? There are four areas each individual has to complete. That's some service and that would be something like being a guild committee member would count as service but a certain minimum number of hours are required or you might choose to work with children or with a community item. There's plenty of guidance available on the sort of things that you might do. Second area is um, a recreation and a recreation in the form of a little bit of activity like walking, swimming, dancing, table tennis, anything that you might think of. Again, there is a minimum commitment in terms of hours but the period you take to complete it can be quite a lengthy one. There's no maximum to complete each level of this award. You're not time pressured at all. And it's not aiming to be an expert in anything. It's to be better than you start. So if you're not a swimmer, actually learning to swim might be one way of completing the challenge. The third area is a hobby or interest. So we're looking for people to perhaps take up something new like family history, genealogy, or doll's house making or something like that, or even developing a skill. So in my case, perhaps learning more complicated knitting techniques would, would work. But everybody is judged against what their starting position is. And the judging is done by the person you choose to be the assessor in the situation. They need to have a little bit of knowledge about the subject, but they don't need to be accredited experts. The final area is a journey. We, you have to plan a journey of a, a suggested length and then undertake it. There's a certain amount of your, your journey has to have planned activities, which could be, if, if we were talking about Beryl's holiday, for example, it could be visiting three archaeological digs, um, visiting six museums, seven jewellers. That's up to you to plan it. It doesn't have to be a physical journey. For members who are housebound or unable to travel because of other commitments, if you're a carer, for example, you might prefer to plan and undertake a virtual journey using information materials you can find, or even books. And it's all about demonstrating your planning and your completion.
TG is going to work with the Discovery Award so that people can apply to join through the new Discovery page on our website. Look under Activities tab on the website for that. Um, you will be able to complete an application form to join in and make your payment to our bank account online as well. We will then deal with the Discovery Award people in registering you as a member. And we will offer our support to you as well. We can do that by setting up a new Facebook page, a closed group this time, so that only those that have registered for the award can join in, so that you can support one another. But to find out more, have a look at the discovery page on our website. There's a, a case study there of a lady who has already got her bronze award and details of how to join. It's not an expensive exercise, but there are some costs involved because you, each person taking part gets a handbook and uh, details of the, how to manage the service element and a record book as well, a logbook that you complete as you go along. It would be fantastic if guilds could offer support to members who are taking part. They will need people to show them how to do new things and encourage them. And I'm sure that every guild is packed through with a wealth of knowledge. You might just have forgotten that you know things. So that's one of our big contributions to uh, challenging everybody for this year. I think it sounds a really exciting thing to do. And I'm just wondering if trustees can join in as well. well anybody can join in, as long as they've got the time. Well, I've got the journey planned already, so I, I've, you know, I've yeah. made a start on it. I you think have. it sounds great. You have. Let's... Um, well, I think we'll have to come back to this later in the year and see how people are doing anyway. I think we will. Sarah, does that sort of thing interest you or does it feel a bit too rigid at the moment? No, no, I, I think that would be great. But the other thing is uh, that Beryl hasn't told you is she's also had her DNA tested. I wouldn't say that we've, we've spoken about it at all. Um, but I'm very interested. I, as I said, I found about my father's side of the family. I want to find more about my mother's side of the family. And this is very difficult. My mum was born in Romania, but she is of Austrian extraction. I know where my Austrian grandparents come from, but because a lot of the records were destroyed in the Second World War, my cousin and I have been looking at this, an Austrian cousin of mine, we haven't been able to get very far, so uh, it's another travel plan to actually go to the area they came from and look round and use the DNA test to see if it'll take me any further. Well, each level of the ward has the same four elements. So by the end of it, if you get to gold, you'll have done three journeys. So there's no reason why you have to do them all in the same year, is there? No, I mean, I'm thinking of the Austrian journey the year after, and I can now plan one for the year after that. Yeah. So it'll be fabulous. Yeah. Sounds good. Does it... You're too young, I'm aren't too you, young, Helen? Penny, sorry. Yeah. How wonderful to have something <laughs> that's too young for people. Yeah. 
give me another 20 years. <laughs> but there is no upper age limit to taking part. I know an awful lot of our members who are in their 80s and 90s who are working in charity shops and doing other sorts of community service. I have great fondness for a lady I met many years ago now who was in her late 80s and once a week she would go to the local Abbeyfield home and make tea for the old dears. That was her words. She was older than any single <laughs> resident. I love that. My, my other half, Nick, his, uh, his nana does almost the same thing, but for um, like a soup kitchen yeah. um, for homeless people. And she also still goes to the Salvation Army every single week and helps out. And she's still only to a few years ago used to still help out in um, the Sally Ann charity shop there as well. So, um, And she just loves it, you know, and everybody loves her when they go in as well. As I understand the award, there's no reason you can't include something you're already doing providing you up the game a little bit. So maybe take on slightly more involved responsibilities or uh, slightly different responsibilities, just to give yourself a slight stretch. I mean, we all need a slight stretch, don't we, at this time of year? We certainly do. get us out of the doldrums. Yes. But we've got a lot to look forward to as well. I mean, Beryl's talked about the Scarborough AGM. Now, on the day before the AGM, Sarah, you've got something planned, haven't you? Yes, I will be in Scarborough the day before um, at the hotel handing out leaflets. So I'll be outside the hotel and within the vicinity. So if anybody's interested in TG and they're in that area, if they spot a little redhead... Um, wandering around that'll be me handing out leaflets they can come and ask me any questions and also I can point them to their nearest guild it doesn't matter where in the UK they're from she'll also be recognizable because she'll be wearing one of our wonderful TG rosettes Good. and um, I'm sure we'll have a lot of our ladies in Scarborough also sporting their rosettes so again if anybody wants to ask about TG ask somebody with a rosette sounds good to me one of the other things that we're hoping to do to make our mark on Scarborough is a little bit of yarn bombing. Mm. Some of you may remember what we did in Bournemouth and to a lesser extent in Brighton. We didn't do anything last year because the race course at Cheltenham is a little bit out of town um, so it didn't seem awfully appropriate. But there is a long front at Scarborough and we'd love people to do a little bit of knitting or crochet or fabric work to bomb the town. We're thinking of things with the sea theme, uh, but perhaps with the sea theme in TG colours. So get your thinking caps on, ladies. We'll be putting some patterns onto our website in the next few weeks. And... Um, something to use up your odds and ends of wool. We're also contemplating a sandcastle competition. If you're interested, could you put something on our Facebook page or send us an email? 
same address as before. And just, just to say whether you think it would be a daft idea or a daft idea that you'd like to join in with. We'll see how it goes. Weather providing, of course. I think it's a brilliant I idea. I think that's great. I think that's a fantastic idea. Can I join in? Yeah. <laughs> My artistic <laughs> skills are horrendous, but I just think it's great. I think it's brilliant. You're using it, what's there and what it's for. And it's nice family memories of beach holidays and things like that, you know, Definitely. UK holidays. I'm just wondering if there's any local artists in Scarborough that would be prepared to do sort of a sand statue for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously we are a charity, but, you know, it would be fantastic if they just appeared on the beach on the, what date is it? 17th of June. On the 17th of June 2020. And uh, we walked out from our AGM to find this fantastic sand sculpture. That would be wonderful. It would be, wouldn't it? Would, wouldn't Definitely. it? Mm. it would. We shall see. We and shall see. Of course, continuing the sea theme, we're at the Seaside for International Women's Day as well, aren't oh, we? Oh, yes. It sounds very exciting. It this certainly year. does. We're down at Portsmouth for International Women's Day, or rather on the Friday before International Women's Day, which is the, the 6th of March. We are going to be at the Queen's Hotel, and we've got quite a full program haven't we we have um we start with a speaker from the mary rose museum and of course the mary rose was henry viii's warship that didn't get out of the harbor um and it if you've got time when you're down there for international women's day the museum is fabulous in the dockyard um we will then follow on with a speaker from the Wrens, who will talk a little bit about her time. Um, of course, Wrens ceased to be several years ago, and now women sailors are all part of the Navy. But she will talk about her time in service. Our third speaker is a naval commander, and commander is almost at the top rank, but not quite. Um, and she has been undertaking something called the Victory Challenge. Her branch of the Navy is the Reserve, and we'll finish with a captain from the current Navy. Captain is a higher rank than Commander, and she will be talking about being a woman in the Navy today. So we will really have quite a naval experience over the whole day. But we're not the only place that will be celebrating International Women's Day. There are various other events that will be going on around the country with local federations and local local groups. Not to mention all the events that are, are happening which are not belonging to TG. Beryl, you've got an event happening on International Women's Day itself, haven't you? We have. I will be driving very quickly up the motorway from Portsmouth back to Nottingham. Um, We're very pleased that TG is working with Nottingham City Council and Nottingham University and Nottingham Trent University to celebrate International Women's Day. And we will be in Nottingham Council House, which is... it's It's the big council building in the square, and we will be in there for the day. 
and we will be celebrating Nottingham women of the past and the present and hoping to inspire women of the future. And we're also celebrating a Nottingham suffragist who is very dear to my heart. Her name is Nellie Dowson. She was the most amazing woman and she was one of the first two women city councillors in 1929. So she got on in very early and she was one of the first two women magistrates in Nottingham as well. And Women JPs celebrate 100 years this year. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And Nellie was one of those. But, da, 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 we've also got every woman in Wolverhampton in March. We don't have a date in March yet, but that's celebrating every woman. And again, we're showcasing a local suffragist, and that is Emma Sprosom, who was also the first Labour candidate in Wolverhampton. Now, uh, apart from being the first Labour candidate, we have Councillor Obadiah Amit, who is the first female Muslim councillor who just happens to have the same ward as Emma Sproson had. And didn't you tell me something about a book as well that's coming out? Yes, um, we're working with Unite and they are, uh, they're in the process at the moment of writing a book about Emma Sproson and her life. Uh, she's part of history and we don't want to lose the history of Emma and what she did. Uh, so we're hoping to showcase that at the event. Um, but at the moment we shall see. It's, it's still in draft form. Um, but if we can, that would be absolutely amazing. And that's going to go out to 1.2 million people, minimum. That's great. I think we're going to be making an impact this year, don't you? This year is TG's year. We will be making an impact. People will know TG. So if you're listening to this and you are not a member, it's very easy to find out what's going on. Just visit our website on www.the-tg.com um, You'll find out about where guilds are and how you can join us. You'll also find out about our virtual guilds and our townswomen's associate groups. So associate groups are groups of associate members who share a common interest. So it might be that you and a few friends want to belong to the, the family of TG and you share an interest in drinking gin. This is an extreme example. You could have an associate group that's dedicated to the pursuit of finding the best tasting gin. On a more serious level, you might belong to or want to set up an associate group that wants to campaign and join in on some of the TG campaigns. You can find out more about this on our website too. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. 
and that you'll subscribe to future podcasts. We hope to be producing one at the beginning of each month. Everything crossed there. Do subscribe to the podcast via your podcast app if you have one, or remember to check out the website at least once a month so that you can hear each podcast as it's released. There's no cost involved at all to you. Like our Talking Townswomen's podcast Facebook page as well, and you'll get the prompt there as to when the next podcast is going to be released. And you can also contribute. We will be putting questions that we'd like your input on on the Facebook page from time to time. So, from all of us here at TGHQ, can we wish you a very happy new year and a fabulous TG 2020. Happy, happy new year! New year.